Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 106.3. It is Ken LaBecca Live, a Big Teddy Takeover, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. This is a day, I mean, this week for a Chiefs fan is, is all of celebration, but it's a day of a little bit of distress as we discussed Eric Bieniemy being the man who is offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Great position. Now likely going to be the offensive coordinator with the Commanders if things continue to trend in the direction that they're going. He's on his third day of interviewing with them. Ron Rivera has said weeks ago he wanted to have, or I guess this week actually, he wanted to have his coordinator named by the end of this week. It's looking like it's going to be Eric Bieniemy. All reports, signs, and everything show towards that. And even Aaron Ladd, who we just had on, talked about it we'll we'll see about that that's coaching carousel stuff stone yeah most definitely it is coaching carousel stuff there's a lot going on and there's a lot going on with quarterbacks too can't wait to get into all of that hey we, we typically deem things falls from grace yeah for like a, a situation like eric minimi is this a shuffle from grace like a lateral movement is this what we call shuffle. this one it's like, a shuffle from grace shuffle to the left maybe uh-huh. even backwards though like one of those defensive drills if you're in basketball where you have to do the shuffle drill and you turn and then you pivot and then you shuffle backwards some that's so what he's doing what do we call that oh that's a uh we'll call it a defensive slide <laughs> defensive slide backwards the defensive slide from grace from eric Bieniemy yes. here <laughs> yes. yes 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 that's exactly what we're getting and it's sad to see never sad to see well actually you know what stone it's always sad if your air conditioning fails on you as we enter the hot months as we enter the time when the heat of that air conditioning is a train comfort specialist it's hard to stop a train to stop a train eds air conditioning one of the best in the land family owned and operated since 2006 edsairconditioning.com Go to edsairconditioning.com and make sure you lock in. You do not want to be the reason why your family is sweating. It's 86 degrees inside your house. You're wiping yourself out with towels and whatnot, and now it's just a hazard for everybody. EDS is yes. Stone Labanowitz, we did the coaching carousel talk with Eric Bieniemy, and it was a sad talk. It was a tough talk to get through. Uh, Aaron Ladd gave us some good, insightful stuff, and again, we'll try to get that Interview up on ESPN West Palm additional podcast for you to listen to Aaron Ladd from Action 41 News in Kansas City talk specifically about some Patrick Mahomes senior stuff as well as Eric Bieniemy not getting a head coaching job in the NFL. Let's talk quarterback carousel today because as interesting as the coaching carousel stuff is, more important it feels like in the NFL is where these quarterbacks, especially the superstars, land. And Jeff Darlington, NFL insider for ESPN, had some awesome conversation when it comes around this offseason for quarterbacks. I think that we're in a really unique situation with this year's sort of quarterback carousel. And I know we're prone to, you know, use all the cliches, call it musical chairs, but it's not that this year. It's going to be a situation where, like, we have the timing on things is so different with Derek Carr, for instance, already available to sign with Lamar Jackson still, you know, seemingly working to get a long-term deal done with the Ravens with Aaron Rodgers not only needing to figure out whether he's going to stay in Green Bay, but then figure out if the Packers are going to be amenable to to taking what they can get in a potential trade. So there's like so many dominoes that need to fall 
at different times right now that I, I, it's going to be very difficult to project. It's going to be difficult to project. It's also going to be difficult to handle if you're one of these, a fan of one of these franchises or maybe even in the front office of one of these franchises and you miss out on the quarterback carousel this offseason. It's going to be a huge one. Aaron Rodgers, that's a name. Lamar Jackson, that's a name. Even David, I always say David Carr. I grew wow. up in Houston. I, I grew up in Houston. Derek I don't know Carr. if that's necessarily an excuse, but I hear Derek you. Carr. I mean, it's, I, trust me, it's an excuse. You hear David Carr on the radio waves every day. For He was the biggest scapegoat ever when it came to the <laughs> Houston Texans franchise, and I don't even know if it was all his fault. That old line stunk. But Derek Carr, his younger brother, also on the move this offseason, let alone the Bryce Youngs and the C.J. Strouds and the Will Levises and the Anthony Richardsons. This is going to be a lot of movement this offseason with quarterbacks. And Stone Labanowitz as the former college quarterback, the Division One playoff winning quarterback yourself. Does this kind of stuff kind of get you excited or, or do you feel a little weird that you're going to see so many big names in different jerseys next year? See, I'm excited about it. But I, I think the general public is not. I think they're more prepared to roll their eyes at a lot of these guys' landing spots or just the conversation in general. And you're definitely going to roll your eyes when I tell you that the Jets' landing spot and their situation is definitely the most important one of them all. Mm. We're talking about a Jets franchise who started 12 quarterbacks in only seven seasons and now has a chance to land, arguably, top one, two, or three quarterbacks to ever play the game in Aaron Rodgers. Like, this is big news, especially Wait. with what... Go Hold ahead. On. You said what? You said top... Arguably, one, two, or three. Okay, so let's just, let's just let that marinate for a second. I, 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 you know, Stone Labanowitz, you know I love you. I love your takes, especially <laughs> on quarterbacks. Okay. <laughs> I just want everybody from Palm Beach County to the Treasure Coast to hear you deliver that statistic again. That nod to your favorite quarterback of all time, who you had a picture in your locker of. Oh, that's right. And you admire to this day. Uh, can you just say that one more time? So Aaron Rodgers is arguably top one, two, or three greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game of football. Okay. And you know what? I won't, I won't even step in to argue with you. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. Because mm-hmm. I argue with you about these things all the time. Um, yesterday it was Beastie Boys being legends of hip-hop. Today <laughs> it's now Aaron Rodgers' top one, two, or three quarterback of all time. Just want to make sure I heard you right. Now you can continue with... with <laughs> With your Aaron Rodgers take. But, it, I mean, it's it's a situation unlike anything we've seen before. Yes. Right? These Jets draft a guy at number one and now have an opportunity to land a guy like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's unprecedented. And and let alone this guy's hiding out in a bat cave somewhere, hanging upside down <laughs> with a bunch of candles lit around him. God knows what this guy's up to right now. But the Jets have an opportunity to land him. Their owner said they want this done sooner rather than later. So my eyes are peeled on the situation just waiting for this guy to come out of the shadows, like I said, wherever he's at in this world right now. You bring up you bring up him being able to go to potentially the Jets and him being kind of in this darkness retreat. Is that what he called it, right? The darkness retreat? Yes, he did. Um, do we really think Aaron Rodgers, who came off of two Super Bowl MVP, or not, I'm sorry, two regular season MVPs before this past season when he lost Devontae Adams, just be keep it a hundred percent with me, right quick. Is Aaron Rodgers still an MVP level player without a Devontae Adams next to him? Can Garrett Wilson? Can can do they still have Eli Moore? They yeah, they have do. Eli Moore. Um, Garrett Wilson, Eli Moore, Braxton Berrios. I mean, is that the tandem that can 
give us MVP Rodgers again? I think so because of how good that defense is. And this is going to be a hard argument to make, but I'll make it. When you're a quarterback and you are playing on a complete team, we saw Brock Purdy go through it right now. Like, you're going to get the benefit of the doubt. Because one, you're going to win games by a wide margin. Two, you're going to be on the field a lot more often than opposing quarterbacks in the league. Like, we think about it from Patrick Mahomes' perspective. He scored 35 points in 23 minutes. Aaron Rodgers is going to have 40 minutes to score X amount of points throughout the season. And quarterbacks, more often than not, get the benefit of the doubt in the league. So when you're playing with a good defense like the Jets, one, you're on the field more. Two, you have better field position. Two, all put up the numbers that you need to put up. So I think the guys are there. We are always talking about these skill weapons that the Jets have. They have the pieces they need. They have a running back that is going to get healthy. They have... I, I mean, yeah. Brees, Hall, Brees Hall, we is, could do this conversation for a long time. He could be a top five running back. I mean, he very well could be. So you're giving Aaron Rodgers the top five running back. You're giving him the offensive rookie of the year. And you're giving him a really good defense. Yes, I do think so, that he could potentially be an MVP caliber player. And, I mean, let's not forget, this guy was a back-to-back MVP, but two, three seasons ago. Yeah. You think it just leaves you? No, it doesn't leave you. So, yes, my answer is yes. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson... Derek Carr. Those are the three main options at quarterback. Let's make it four. Let's open it up and make it four. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, and just draft a rookie. Just draft a rookie, whether that be whatever guy you believe in. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, uh, whoever you like. I'd like to keep it right there. Four options this offseason out of quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, or draft a rookie. Which one would you do if you're an NFL GM today? Which guy would you go after? And it sounds like Stone Labanowitz, you're leaning heavily on Aaron Rodgers already. I am because I don't think we know enough about the Lamar Jackson situation. Like, mm. we don't know where he stands, where his camp stands. It's not a normal camp, it is his mother yeah. you're trying to pitch. And if they don't match the number that he wants, then he's gone. Jeff Darlington, in that clip that we played earlier, if we weren't to cut it off, then spoke about Lamar Jackson and said, Miami's not an option. They're rolling with Tua next season. Yeah. So for all the Dolphins hopeful who think that we have a chance at Lamar, I mean, get that out of your mind. It's just not going to happen. So now that list becomes a lot smaller for Lamar. Also, what team is going to bring him in in their system? This conversation can be extensive as well because yeah. you can't just bring in a guy like Lamar Jackson and change the entire offensive scheme that you have, a line that you have coaches on staff who put all of the hours, days, months, and years into building. So Lamar Jackson's interesting. I just don't think we know enough about it to speak on it. So all of it's speculation right now, which I think is fine. But Lamar Jackson, I can't speak on. I don't know enough. It's just all cloudy yeah. right now. It's tough. So you know what? We'll let the fans be the deciders. You you can play NFL GM today on Ken LeVick Alive. And I know I didn't open up the lines as much as Ken would early, so I'm giving you your chance now. You're an NFL GM. It's the offseason now. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. We're looking forward to next year. There are four options on the table at quarterback this offseason. Pa- oh, not Patrick Mahomes, excuse me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. Excuse He's me. on the market. He's not on the market. He is good. He is home. He is safe. You got Aaron Rodgers. You got Derek Carr. You got Lamar Jackson. Or you can draft a rookie. Which one are you choosing? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You got four options at the most important position in all of team sports. That's quarterback in the NFL Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. You can get Derek Carr, who also will pray for you, or you can draft a rookie, 888-760-3776 to call in to Ken Levick Alive and let us know what you would go with. Stone, for me, it's an easy call, and it's Lamar Jackson and pay him the money. 
I, I don't see how this has gotten so difficult, not just for the Baltimore Ravens, but I also don't see how this would be difficult to the other 31 GMs in the National Football League. Lamar Jackson is an MVP in this league. When he was in college, he was a Heisman quarterback. When he was in high school, he was number two on ESPN Top 63. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Not number one, but he was number two on ESPN Top 63. The dude elevates to the highest level at every single level that he's played at, and he's already showed you that in the NFL – he can be crowned as the best, most impactful, most pivotal player in the league. Lamar Jackson should get that fully guaranteed contract he's looking for that he's trying to get because of what Deshaun Watson got from the Browns. He's trying to reset that quarterback market. That's the holdup right now for the Ravens. They don't want to give him all the guaranteed money. I get that there's injury problems in the background. I get that some people think he can't pass the football well enough even though he led the league in passing touchdowns en route to an MVP. They said he couldn't win playoff games, and he won a playoff game. I get it. It's a tough gamble to give this guy all kinds of boatloads of cash, but at what point do you bet on the guy who has, again, elevated to the top of the league, not just in high school, not just in college, but did it in the pros, and you're doing it on the pro level? Lamar Jackson is the guy I would try to get if I'm an NFL GM this offseason. You like Aaron Rodgers, Stone Labanowicz, and I get Aaron Rodgers because it feels like a more safe pick it's not as long-term as an investment. You don't have to give him a five-year deal over $200 million and and lock yourself into that kind of cap situation over the next four or five years. But Aaron Rodgers is how old now? Going on 40? Yeah, 38 years old. 38 years old. He seems like a guy that's not the greatest when it comes to locker rooms. He seems like a guy that some teammates get a little sour on. I mean, it's just it's, it's tough for me. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Who are you picking as an NFL GM when you're talking about these quarterbacks? And we've got NFL Live. Is this NFL Live? I believe this is on first take, but it's interesting that we're having this conversation about Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers going to New York because Stephen A. going to hide the answer from you here, but he thinks somebody's a better fit than the other one. I'm going to tell you Lamar Jackson. I'm going to tell you, Lamar Jackson, we all know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. He's a bad man. And I hope that he ends up landing in New York. But to ask that question, I have to take into consideration the roster that the Jets have available to them and what Lamar Jackson will mean long term. Now, I know I sound a bit hypocritical because I just brought up my concerns (laughs) about him not being available in the latter part of the season due to injuries. I'm not saying he's faking any injuries, but I don't think that Lamar Jackson has this passion to always play for the Baltimore Ravens considering the contract situation that's been ongoing for more than a year, okay? Mm-hmm. Along with, obviously, Greg Roman is gone now. You are educating me about how he's been wanting Greg Roman gone, but he was there up until a couple of weeks ago or so. So you got to take all of that in consideration, take into consideration the unhappiness that exists with Lamar Jackson and wonder that if he was in a situation where he was that dude and you were playing a brand of football that he wanted to play and you had the requisite personnel around him, a la Gary. Garrett Wilson, the Brees Halls of the world, and maybe a couple of other pieces that Douglas, the GM, could clearly get Mm -hmm. them. I'm thinking about the fact that Aaron Rodgers is year to year wondering as to whether or not he's going to play, what type of of retreat he's going to go on, (laughs) what type of cleanse he's going to put his body through, how many years he's got or months or weeks he's got left. I ain't worried about that with Lamar Jackson. That's real. That's real. Like, If you give Lamar Jackson the contract, if you guarantee his money and then maybe, I don't know, this is a novel thought, give him a number one wide receiver, 
There shouldn't be much to worry about when it comes to his commitment to the game. You know he's going to be back there year after year. You know he's going to be suited up, one of the most energetic, one of the biggest like gamers we have in the NFL. By far. So it's like, is there really risk with giving him the contract outside of maybe you being concerned with injury? But that's with anybody at any position in the NFL. So I want to take the same approach to this as we did with Eric Bieniemy. It can't be worse than blank. Like, yeah. let's use Kyler Murray, for example. That experiment went Ooh. rotten this year. Lamar Ooh. Jackson going anywhere to any franchise right now could not be worse than. There are, I could go down that list, right? Sam Russell Darnold, Wilson. Russell Wilson. Ooh. So for all these GMs, owners, head coaches who are skeptical and bringing a guy like this in who's going to shake things up for your team, how can you be skeptical when you look around the league? And Tom Brady dropped a quote in week one, two, three, or four. I can't remember. He said, quarterback play this year is garbage. It's mm. down. Like, it's not the same from what we've seen in the years past. So what are you afraid of? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know why this guy hasn't been signed. Let's think about it like this. Plug him in San Francisco's offense right now. Oh, my goodness. They're winning the Super Bowl. And uh, Dare I say that, but, I mean. They would be right there. They would be oh right my there. Goodness. Like, we saw what they tried to do in the offense they tried to implement with Trey Lance. Oh, A lot man. of zone read stuff. Getting him outside the hashes. Taking shots down the field on early downs out of play action with good field position. Like, these are all things that are Lamar Jackson's strengths. Yeah. So, to put this guy in a cage and not say that he can't play in all these different offensive schemes and that he's not around late in season. Again, what happened with Brock Purdy? What happened with this 49ers team? None of their quarterbacks were available late in season. So, how is it any different anywhere else? I think every argument teams are making, owners are making, is he relevant in the grand scheme of things? Because... Quarterback play is down in the NFL right now. It's funny you say that because I also think about when we look at what does the next, what does a top five list of quarterbacks look like right now in the NFL? It it feels at this point disrespectful to put anybody in the same conversation or on the same level with Patrick Mahomes. But after Mahomes, you have the Burroughs and the Allens and Hurts and Herbert and, I mean, Rodgers, is Rodgers a top five quarterback? I guess he kind of has to be. I don't know. I don't even know how to gauge that right now. Yeah, I guess the ones that can be flip-flopped around are guys like Hurts, are guys like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert. But other than that, yeah, we know our stapled five. I do think Aaron's in there at five or six, right? If you're going to put Jalen Hurts ahead of Aaron Rodgers right now, you're going to have to argue me. Not just only me, but argue football fans in general. You're right. Now, now, that's a good question. That's a good question because... Jalen Hurts, and this is going to be a, a problem for the Eagles as they enter contract negotiations with Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts is a guy that you do have to – it feels like you have to have a certain kind of system around. Like, But that system, with, with Jalen Hurts in that Eagles – like, put Aaron Rodgers on the Eagles, are they getting to the Super Bowl? I think the answer to that is yes. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers know. has never played an entire season with the defense – like the Eagles had this year, except for 2010, when that was that Clay Matthews-led squad, and they went and won a Super Bowl. I just like, don't know. I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, and it's a tough argument to even have both ways, but yeah, the, the, the question does need to be raised, and we're talking about a guy like Lamar, who are, we're questioning if he can be plugged and played in anybody's system. Same thing to be asked about Jalen Hurts right now. We wanna, we're about to give him, and I say we, I'm not the one paying <laughs> this man his money. You'll sign a check. The Philadelphia Eagles are about to pay this man $50 million a year. We know that's looming. Yeah. And there are still questions on if this guy's a system quarterback or not. So so good. So Lamar Jackson is almost screwed at that point. And we're still raising these questions about Jalen Hurts, who was, what, a field goal away, a holding call away, whatever you would like to call it, from hoisting Lombardi. 
and he needed to get there to get paid, Lamar Jackson's got a lot more left to do. It's a problem. It's a problem right now. We'll, we'll see how, you know what, the market will show itself. You know, like the, the good thing about this, we can have these debates about which quarterback is where and who's top five and whatnot. Let the NFL decide it for itself this offseason. We'll figure out what happens with Lamar Jackson. We'll figure out what happens with Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr and even what quarterbacks get drafted in which order this uh, April in Kansas City, by the way. I need to try to book that trip. I need to get out there. So we'll see if we can make that happen as well. Um, Speaking of just sports landscapes changing, the NBA right now, on the hills of the Super Bowl, on the hills of the trade deadline, it looks like a totally different place. You flip on a random NBA game right now, you see all these guys in different jerseys in different cities. You're like, when the hell did – is that is that, is that Mikel Bridges 45 points for the Brooklyn Nets tonight? Like, D'Angelo Russell's back with the Lakers? Is it 2017? Like, the NBA right now is just topsy-turvy. No story bigger than Kevin Durant to the Suns. He had his introductory press conference yesterday and we're going to beg the question of what he really delivered in that KD said some interesting things there he was very open and honest but how do we really feel about Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns we'll touch on that and more on Ken Levick Alive here on ESPN 106.3 from the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach you are listening to Ken LaVica Alive on ESPN 1063. NBA All-Star Weekend is, is here. It's upon us. And um, I got a tweet here, hilarious tweet, from NBA Back on Twitter. Don't land in Salt Lake City this weekend without checking in. I'm dead serious. Salt Lake City, Utah. It's going to be the hub of NBA All-Star Weekend, and I still don't know how to feel about it. I'm sure there's going to be still a lot of people out there, but less less uh, attendance than usual, and we're already seeing NBA players themselves check out on it. So uh, maybe 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 find a better place than Salt Lake City. I get it. The NBA is very democratic. They they give uh, you know All-Star Weekend to cities. Every single year, they spread the love Indianapolis, Chicago, and whatnot. I think we could have skipped over Salt Lake City. I, I, that's just me, Stone. I'm not me personally. Do you feel strongly one way or the other? Yeah, see, I have a problem with that because I'm a huge fan of the city of Salt Lake. Right? I love the people of Utah. I think they're some of the best people in the world, and I think they're the most deserving of an NBA All Star weekend. So, <laughs> hate you. I hate that you don't like people of Utah, and I hope the people of Utah are listening right now. If you if you are the people of Utah, or you want to speak on their behalf, please let me know what what uh what's going on out there in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, is joint pain affecting your quality of life? At Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, our team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments. With the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care continues to combine its resources of experienced physicians and leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. 
time for some NBA talk on Ken LaVica Live. It's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, in for Ken LaVica, who's back or coming back from a road trip with the FAU men's basketball team. Still nationally ranked today. Still nationally ranked today, number 25 in the nation. That will change coming forward, but then they'll get a chance to jump back in the rankings. Um, Stone, it's time to talk some NBA, and where better else to start than Kevin Durant, who in a blockbuster trade on trade deadline day, went from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns. This is now his fourth NBA franchise he's played for. He was drafted by the Sonics slash Thunder. He asked out of there in free agency and went to the Golden State Warriors. His tenure ran up there. He went to Brooklyn to start his own thing, and four years later, well, we found out he started nothing. We got nothing out of the Brooklyn experience, and our press conference yesterday I thought was pretty revealing. And how about we start off just right there, him summing up his last four years in Brooklyn. I think Kevin Durant was really good about being honest and open and giving us as much as possible in this introductory press conference. He didn't have to do that. He could have played the coy route, but that's not KD. Here he is summing up how the past four years went for him in Brooklyn. It was a lot of ups and downs, but I loved the grind. So, And everybody in Brooklyn loved the grind, too. So I built a family over there. They're going to always be a part of my journey. Uh, so we didn't accomplish what we wanted to accomplish as far as winning the championship, just like I told him. But I enjoyed the grind. And everybody there, we tried our hardest every day, regardless what was going on in the media, what was going on with our teammates. Everybody who was in that gym, we grinded. So I love those guys. I get emotional to talk about them because that was a special four years of my career coming off of Achilles, and they helped me through a lot. Kevin Durant, um, him saying they didn't accomplish what they set out to do is one of the bigger understatements. That Brooklyn Nets four-year span with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden for a portion of it, and Ben Simmons with Steve Nash, with all of the drama around the vaccine and then through the COVID stuff, like the hiatuses, like I got to say in my 29 years going on 30 on this earth and my 25 or so years of being just, you know, conscious of what's going on in the sports world, it's got to be the biggest disappointment I've ever witnessed play out. And now it just feels like Kevin Durant's legacy is going to be on the line here with the Phoenix Suns. Stone, how do you even still, before we talk about the Suns KD, how do you digest what we just witnessed him do in Brooklyn? Well, I, I love everything that he had to say, even in that one small clip, and we have plenty more. You mentioned he was super open and honest, which, you know, shouts to him because that's not an easy thing to do, and it's yeah. not an easy spot to do it in. So to call that the biggest failure of his career is hard because if the Suns don't win a championship, this is the Ooh. biggest failure of his career. So it's kind of the riskiest thing it's done and going to Brooklyn in the first place and bringing in guys like Kyrie Irving and James Harden was risky in itself. But I just want to give him all the credit for hopping on that introductory press conference and talking about it and even throwing out quotes and phrases like we didn't set set out what we accomplished to do because we have all the ammo on Kevin Durant. Any show around the entire country can just let the bullets fly his way and kind of drag his name through the mud, but he's kind of doing it himself, kind of the eight-mile route that we saw B-Rab do, that he lives in a trailer park with his mom. Yeah, Like, Kevin Durant's doing that right now. He's saying, we failed. I was a failure. This whole thing did not work. So there's not much for else to say, and I think Kevin Durant beating people to the punch, and a lot of the other things he said to say were awesome, but 
I really respect him for what he said and what he how he handled himself in that press conference. One word to describe Kevin Durant in his son's press conference. One word. You get one. You can't use a compound sentence. You can't do commas, semi. I just need one word to describe Kevin Durant in his introductory press conference with the Suns. To me, forthcoming. Kevin Durant was forthcoming. He answered questions that weren't being asked even yet. He, get, he peeled back the curtain on how he felt going through some of his situations in Brooklyn, as well as, you know, later on talking about his hopes for what can happen in Phoenix. Kevin Durant has had one of the weirdest careers, I would have to say, in NBA history as well, just for a guy of that level of talent. Like, think about it. Like, you don't see top 15, 20, top 15, 20 players all time just getting traded at the trade deadline. Like, that's insane. You don't see guys like he ruptured his Achilles in the finals and then changed teams. He went to the Golden State Warriors the same offseason right after they were they came back on his team down 3-1. Like his story is going to be one that I think people are going to be incredulous to read back on if you didn't live and watch it. And for him to address all of that in the press conference and be Really open and honest about it. To me, I would say forthcoming. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. One word to describe Durant in his son's introductory press conference. Um, also, in that press conference, Stone, he mentioned where he stood in the pantheon of greats in the NBA. And again, I, I think it was pretty honest of where he kind of put himself. I know it's always it's pressure because I'm one of the best players to ever play the game. So every time, so so and so every time I step on the floor, people are going to expect me to do great things, and the team I'm on to do great things. But I enjoy getting better as a player every day. I enjoy just waking up and getting to do this. So I don't ever say anything's a failure. Um, if I get the, if I'm healthy enough to play the game of basketball, but I know what's on our backs, and we understand that, and we want to, we want to do the most. We want to get the most out of this opportunity. He wants a championship in Phoenix. A championship in Phoenix will not only help his legacy a lot; it can help cement the back end of Chris Paul's legacy, and also it can make again Devin Booker, who's one of the rising superstars in the league right now, kind of put that stamp on him as NBA champion. Stone. When you hear that and you mix that in with how he summed up the Brooklyn Nets tenure, what's one word you would use to describe Kevin Durant's press conference with the Suns? Old school? Does that count as one word? Let's put a hyphen in between them. Old school. That's, we'll, we'll count it. We'll count. It's got the hyphen in between it. It right? does have the hyphen. It is one word. It is one word. Okay, yeah. so old school. So when LeBron broke the scoring record, and Shaq asked him on the TNT broadcast, do you feel as if you're the best player on the planet, the best player to ever play this game? And LeBron didn't necessarily answer it, and then Shaq kept pressing and kept pressing and kept pressing, and then when they got LeBron James off the interview, Shaq said, I would have been arrogant with it. Yeah. So why I say old school is because, like you mentioned, you're bouncing around city to city. You have no idea what this career is going to look like when it's all said and done. It's been messy, to say the least. But there's still one thing out there that everybody knows. And it's that you're one of the best basketball players to ever play the game. And you can't deny that for a guy like Kevin Durant. So don't hold any of the punches back. Be arrogant about it. Like, be open, honest, confident, all the above. And Kevin Durant did just that. 
He was smirking. You could kind of hear it in the audio when the crowd was cheering. Yeah. Because he's that guy. Like, he is that guy. And he's coming to a team that is championship ready. Like, they play good defense. They have shooters on the perimeter. Like, they are built to win an NBA championship. And now you just added one of the best players to ever play the sport onto that roster. And you have nothing to lose at this point. Like, they're going to say what they're going to say. You have two finals MVPs. So, old school, because he didn't hold any punches back, that's exactly what a guy like Charles Barkley would have done. It's exactly what a guy like, you know, I mentioned Bill Lambeer, you know, guys who were arrogant and never hold anything back in a press conference. So, again, I've been shouting out KD the whole time, but shouts to him for for treating that like an old head in the way that saying things that we all want to hear him say. That's true. And and you you expect nothing less from a guy like KD right there in a spot like that. And also, I mean, their fourth best player is DeAndre Ayton. Their coach is Monty Williams, who's been on that stage before. That team has expectations of a championship, and so did his teams in Brooklyn. When we come back, I want you to hear him talk about why it didn't work in Brooklyn. You talk about him being an all-time great. He talks about himself being an all-time great. He's on a team with other guys who are potentially future Hall of Famers and Chris Paul and maybe even Devin Booker. You got a number one overall pick in DeAndre Aiden as your fourth best player. The expectations are there. It didn't work out in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant tells you why when we return on Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. I've got a score to settle with with Josh Cohen. I'll be on the home team from 4 to 6 tonight, so stay tapped in with ESPN 106.3. I've got a big score to settle with Josh Cohen that should have been addressed yesterday. I'm going to ask Stone how I should address it today. But first, calling all sports fans. Grab your MVP card and head to Duffy's where you can catch all of the action. Don't have an MVP card? Sign up for free and start earning rewards today. Duffy's has voted the best sports grill year after year with their award-winning burgers and wings. Don't forget Duffy's famous two-for-one drinks all day. Two-for-one drinks? I love it. With over 80 TVs in each location, you'll never miss a minute of action. Visit Duffy'sMVP.com to learn more. Duffy's, our game is always on. Stone, I got a big bone to pick with Josh Cohen. And again, I'm I'm all over the airwaves today. We had the Big Teddy takeover on Ken Levick Alive. I'll be on Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina 4-6 to six here on ESPN 106.3 tonight. I'll be on TV, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, I mean, they're getting their money's worth out of me today, Stone. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm overworked. I'm overworked. I'm tired. Mayday, mayday. <laughs> What's the score, though? Here's the score to settle. So, Super Bowl Sunday, midway into the first drive, as the Eagles are rolling down the field about to score a touchdown, Josh Cohen texts me talking about my Chiefs are done. And so I said, no, they're not. And he said, let's bet on it. We ended up betting. And I won't say how much money. I'm not tacky like that. It's disclosed. We bet an undisclosed amount of money on the winner of that game. Obviously, my money on the Chiefs, his money on the Eagles. The Chiefs won. I have not heard a single word out of Josh Cohen's mouth about paying me my money. I was trying to let him bring it up first, Stone. How do I deliver it to him on the home team today? I will jump him for you. Let's do it. 
I will jump him for you. So you'll be here at the office during the home team. So we, should we get him on the way in and not give him a heads up? I can hide in our promo closet with a ski mask on, and you tell him that he needs to go retrieve something from there, and the rest is history. We'll go We'll go in there and we'll get him. We'll get that money out of him. Josh, come on. <laughs> you owe me some bread and you didn't bring it up, man. I thought you had integrity. <laughs> He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. Ken Levick will be back on Monday. Thanks for kicking it with us. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. It is Ken LaVica Live, a Big Teddy Takeover, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. This is a day, I mean, this week for a Chiefs fan is, is all of celebration, but it's a day of a little bit of distress as we discussed Eric Bieniemy being the man who is offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Great position. Now likely going to be the offensive coordinator with the Commanders if things continue to trend in the direction that they're going. He's on his third day of interviewing with them. Ron Rivera has said weeks ago he wanted to have, or I guess this week actually, he wanted to have his coordinator named by the end of this week. It's looking like it's going to be Eric Bieniemy. All reports, signs, and everything show towards that. And even Aaron Ladd, who we just had on, talked about it we'll we'll see about that that's coaching carousel stuff stone yeah most definitely it is coaching carousel stuff there's a lot going on and there's a lot going on with quarterbacks too can't wait to get into all of that hey we, we typically deem things falls from grace yeah for like a, a situation like eric Manami, is this a shuffle from grace like a lateral movement is this what we call shuffle. this one it's like, a shuffle from grace shuffle to the left maybe uh-huh. even backwards though like one of those defensive drills if you're in basketball where you have to do the shuffle drill and you turn and then you pivot and then you shuffle backwards some that's so what he's doing what do we call that oh that's a uh we'll call it a defensive slide <laughs> defensive slide backwards the defensive slide from grace from eric Bieniemy yes. here <laughs> yes. yes 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 that's exactly what we're getting and it's sad to see never sad to see well actually you know what stone it's always sad if your air conditioning fails on you as we enter the hot months, as we enter the time when the heat of that air conditioning is a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train to stop a train. EDS Air Conditioning, one of the best in the land, family owned and operated since 2006. EDSAirConditioning.com. Go to EDSAirConditioning.com and make sure you lock in. You do not want to be the reason why. Your family is sweating. It's 86 degrees inside your house. You're wiping yourself out with towels and whatnot. And now it's just a hazard for everybody. EDS is yes. Stone Labanowitz, we did the coaching carousel talk with Eric Bieniemy, And it was a sad talk. It was a tough talk to get through. Uh, Aaron Ladd gave us some good, insightful stuff. And again, we'll try to get that interview up on ESPN West Palm additional podcast for you to listen to Aaron Ladd from Action 41 News in Kansas City talk specifically about some Patrick Mahomes senior stuff, as well as Eric Bieniemy not getting a head coaching job in the NFL. Let's talk quarterback carousel today, because as interesting as the coaching carousel stuff is, more important it feels like in the NFL is where these quarterbacks, especially the superstars, land. And Jeff Darlington, NFL insider for ESPN, had some awesome conversation when it comes around this offseason for quarterbacks. I think that we're in a really unique situation with this year's sort of quarterback carousel. And I know we're prone to, you know, use all the cliches, call it musical chairs, but it's not that this year. It's going to be a situation where 
like we have the timing on things is so different with Derek Carr, for instance, already available to sign with Lamar Jackson still, you know, seemingly working to get a long term deal done with the Ravens with Aaron Rodgers, not only needing to figure out whether he's going to stay in Green Bay, but then figure out if the Packers are going to be amenable to to taking what they can get in a potential trade. So there's like so many dominoes that need to fall at different times right now that it's going to be very difficult to project. It's going to be difficult to project. It's also going to be difficult to handle if you're one of these, a fan of one of these franchises or maybe even in the front office of one of these franchises and you miss out on the quarterback carousel this offseason. It's going to be a huge one. Aaron Rodgers, that's a name. Lamar Jackson, that's a name. Even David, I always say David Carr. I grew wow. up in Houston. I grew up in Houston. Derek I don't know Carr. if that's necessarily an excuse, but I hear Derek you. Derek Carr. I mean, it's, I, trust me, it's an excuse. You hear David Carr on the radio waves every day. For He was the biggest scapegoat ever when it came to that <laughs> Houston Texans franchise. And I don't even know if it was all his fault. That old line stunk. But Derek Carr, his younger brother, also on the move this offseason, let alone the Bryce Youngs and the C.J. Strouds and the Will Levises and the Anthony Richardsons. This is going to be a lot of movement this offseason with quarterbacks and Stone Labanowitz as the former college quarterback, the Division One playoff winning quarterback yourself. Does this kind of stuff kind of get you excited or, or do you feel a little weird that you're going to see so many big names in different jerseys next year? See, I'm excited about it. But I, I think the general public is not. I think they're more prepared to roll their eyes at a lot of these guys' landing spots or just the conversation in general. And you're definitely going to roll your eyes when I tell you that the Jets' landing spot and their situation is definitely the most important one of them all. Mm. We're talking about a Jets franchise who started 12 quarterbacks in only seven seasons and now has a chance to land, arguably, top one, two, or three quarterbacks to ever play the game in Aaron Rodgers. Like, this is big news, especially Wait. with what... Go Hold ahead. On. You said what? You said top... Arguably, one, two, or three. Okay, so uh, let's just let us just let that marinate for a second. I, 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 you know, Stone Labanowitz, you know I love you. I love your takes, especially <laughs> on quarterbacks. Okay. <sighs> I just want everybody from Palm Beach County to the Treasure Coast to hear you deliver that statistic again. That nod to your favorite quarterback of all time, who you had a picture in your locker of. Oh, that's right. And you admire to this day. Uh, can you just say that one more time? So Aaron Rodgers is arguably top one, two, or three greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game of football. Okay. And you know what? I won't, I won't even step in to argue with you. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. Because mm-hmm. I argue with you about these things all the time. Um, yesterday it was Beastie Boys being legends of hip-hop. Today <laughs> it's now Aaron Rodgers' top one, two, or three quarterback of all time. Just want to make sure I heard you right. Now you can continue with, with, <laughs> with your Aaron Rodgers take. But, it, I mean, it's, it's a situation unlike anything we've seen before. Yes. Right? These Jets draft a guy at number one and now have an opportunity to land a guy like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's unprecedented. And, and let alone this guy's hiding out in a bat cave somewhere, hanging upside down with a bunch of candles lit around him. God knows what this guy's up to right now. But the Jets have an opportunity to land him. Their owner said they want this done sooner rather than later. So my eyes are peeled on the situation, just waiting for this guy to come out of the shadows, like I said, wherever he's at in this world right now. You bring up, you bring up him being able to go to potentially the Jets and him being kind of in this darkness retreat. Is that what he called it, right? The darkness retreat? Yes, he did. Um, Do we really think Aaron Rodgers, who came off of two Super Bowl MVP, or not, I'm sorry, two regular season MVPs, 
before this past season when he lost Devontae Adams. Just be keep it 100% with me right quick. Is Aaron Rodgers still an MVP-level player without a Devontae Adams next to him? Can Garrett Wilson, can, can do they still have Eli Moore? They yeah, they have do. Eli Moore. Um, Garrett Wilson, Eli Moore, Braxton Berrios. I mean, is that the tandem that can give us MVP Rodgers again? I think so because of how good that defense is. And this is going to be a hard argument to make, but I'll make it. When you're a quarterback and you are playing on a complete team, we saw Brock Purdy go through it right now. Like, you're going to get the benefit of the doubt. Because one, you're going to win games by a wide margin. Two, you're going to be on the field a lot more often than opposing quarterbacks in the league. Like, we think about it from Patrick Mahomes' perspective. He scored 35 points in 23 minutes. Aaron Rodgers is going to have 40 minutes to score X amount of points throughout the season. And quarterbacks, more often than not, get the benefit of the doubt in the league. So when you're playing with a good defense like the Jets, one, you're on the field more. Two, you have better field position. Two, all put up the numbers that you need to put up. So I think the guys are there. We are always talking about these skill weapons that the Jets have. They have the pieces they need. They have a running back that is going to get healthy. They have, I, I mean, yeah. Brees, Hall, Brees Hall, we is, could do this conversation for a long time. He could be a top five running back. I mean, he very well could be. So you're giving Aaron Rodgers the top five running back. You're giving him the offensive rookie of the year, and you're giving him a really good defense. Yes, I do think so, that he could potentially be an MVP caliber player. And, I mean, let's not forget, this guy was a back-to-back MVP, but two, three seasons ago. Yeah. You think it just leaves you? No, it doesn't leave you. So, yes, my answer is yes. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr. Those are the three main options at quarterback. Let's make it four. Let's open it up and make it four. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, and just draft a rookie. Just draft a rookie, whether that be whatever guy you believe in, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, uh, whoever you like. I'd like to keep it right there. Four options this offseason out of quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, or draft a rookie. Which one would you do if you're an NFL GM today? Which guy would you go after? And it sounds like Stone Labanowicz, you're leaning heavily on Aaron Rodgers already. I am because I don't think we know enough about the Lamar Jackson situation. Mm. Like We don't know where he stands, where his camp stands. It's not a normal camp. It is his mother you're trying to pitch. And if they don't match the number that he wants, then he's gone. Jeff Darlington, in that clip that we played earlier, if we weren't to cut it off, then spoke about Lamar Jackson and said, Miami's not an option. They're rolling with two in next season. So for all the Dolphins hopeful who think that we have a chance at Lamar, I mean, get that out of your mind. It's just not going to happen. So now that list becomes a lot smaller for Lamar. Also, what team is going to bring him in in their system? This conversation can be extensive as well because yeah. you can't just bring in a guy like Lamar Jackson and change the entire offensive scheme that you have, a line that you have coaches on staff who put all of the hours, days, months, and years into building. So Lamar Jackson's interesting. I just don't think we know enough about it to speak on it. So all of it's speculation right now, which I think is fine, but Lamar Jackson I can't speak on. I don't know enough. It's just... All cloudy yeah. right now. It's tough. So you know what? We'll let the fans be the deciders. You you can play NFL GM today on Ken Levick Alive. And I know I didn't open up the lines as much as Ken would early, so I'm giving you your chance now. You're an NFL GM. It's the offseason now. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. We're looking forward to next year. There are four options on the table at quarterback this offseason. Pa- oh, not Patrick Mahomes, excuse me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> excuse, excuse me. Excuse He's me. on the market. He's not on the market. He is good. He is home. He is safe. You got Aaron Rodgers, you got Derek Carr, you got Lamar Jackson, or you can draft a rookie. Which one are you choosing? 888-760-3776, 888 
760-3776. You got four options at the most important position in all of team sports. That's quarterback in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. You can get Derek Carr, who also will pray for you, or you can draft a rookie, 888-760-3776 to call into Ken Livick Alive and let us know what you would go with. Stone, for me, it's an easy call, and it's Lamar Jackson and pay him the money. I, I, I don't see how this has gotten so difficult, not just for the Baltimore Ravens, but I also don't see how this would be difficult to the other 31 GMs in the National Football League. Lamar Jackson is an MVP in this league. When he was in college, he was a Heisman quarterback. When he was in high school, he was number two on ESPN Top 63. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Not number one, but he was number two on ESPN Top 63. The dude elevates to the highest level at every single level that he's played at, and he's already showed you that in the NFL, he can be crowned as the best, most impactful, most pivotal player in the league. Lamar Jackson should get that fully guaranteed contract he's looking for that he's trying to get because of what Deshaun Watson got from the Browns. He's trying to reset that quarterback market. That's the holdup right now for the Ravens. They don't want to give him all the guaranteed money. I get that there's injury problems in the background. I get that some people think he can't pass the football well enough even though he led the league in passing touchdowns en route to an MVP. They said he couldn't win playoff games, and he won a playoff game. I get it. It's a tough gamble to give this guy all kinds of boatloads of cash, but at what point do you bet on the guy who has, again, elevated to the top of the league, not just in high school, not just in college, but did it in the pros, and you're doing it on the pro level? Lamar Jackson is the guy I would try to get if I'm an NFL GM this offseason. You like Aaron Rodgers, Stone Labanowicz, and I get Aaron Rodgers because it feels like a more safe pick. It's not as long-term as an investment. You don't have to give him a five-year deal over $200 million and and lock yourself into that kind of cap situation over the next four or five years. But Aaron Rodgers is how old now? Going on 40? Yeah, 38 years old. 38 years old. He seems like a guy that's not the greatest when it comes to locker rooms. He seems like a guy that some teammates get a little sour on. I mean, it's just it's, it's tough for me. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Who are you picking as an NFL GM when you're talking about these quarterbacks? And we've got NFL Live. Is this NFL Live? I believe this is on first take, but it's interesting that we're having this conversation about Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers going to New York because Stephen A. I'm going to hide the answer from you here, but he thinks somebody's a better fit than the other one. I'm going to tell you Lamar Jackson. I'm going to tell you, Lamar Jackson, we all know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. He's a bad man. And I hope that he ends up landing in New York. But to ask that question, I have to take into consideration the roster that the Jets have available to them and what Lamar Jackson will mean long term. Now, I know I sound a bit hypocritical because I just brought up my concerns (laughs) about him not being available in the latter part of the season due to injuries. I'm not saying he's faking any injuries, but I don't think that Lamar Jackson has this passion to always play for the Baltimore Ravens considering the contract situation that's been ongoing for more than a year, okay? Mm-hmm. Along with, obviously, Greg Roman is gone now. You are educating me about how he's been wanting Greg Roman gone, but he was there up until a couple of weeks ago or so. So you got to take all of that in consideration, take into consideration the unhappiness that exists with Lamar Jackson and wonder that if he was in a situation where he was that dude and you were playing 
playing a brand of football that he wanted to play, and you had the requisite personnel around him, a la Garrett Wilson, the Brees Halls of the world, and maybe a couple of other pieces that Douglas, the GM, could clearly get mm -hmm. them. I'm thinking about the fact that Aaron Rodgers is year to year wondering as to whether or not he's going to play, what type of, 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 of retreat he's going to go <laughs> on, what type of cleanse he's going to put his body through, how many years he's got, or months or weeks he's got left. I ain't worried about that with Lamar Jackson. That's real. That's real. Like, if you give Lamar Jackson the contract, if you guarantee his money and then maybe, I don't know, this is a novel thought, give him a number one wide receiver, there shouldn't be much to worry about when it comes to his commitment to the game. You know he's going to be back there year after year. You know he's going to be suited up, one of the most energetic, one of the biggest, like, gamers we have in the NFL. By far. So it's like, is there really risk with giving them the contract outside of maybe you being concerned with injury? But that's with anybody at any position in the NFL. So I want to take the same approach to this as we did with Eric Bieniemy. It can't be worse than blank. Like, yeah. Let's use Kyler Murray, for example. That experiment went Ooh. rotten this year. Lamar Ooh. Jackson going anywhere to any franchise right now could not be worse than. There are, I could go down that list, right? Sam Russell Darnold, Wilson. Russell Wilson. Ooh. So for all these GMs, owners, Head coaches who are skeptical and bringing a guy like this in who's going to shake things up for your team. How can you be skeptical when you look around the league? And Tom Brady dropped a quote in week one, two, three, or four. I can't remember. He said, quarterback play this year is garbage. It's mm. down. Like, it's not the same from what we've seen in years past. So what are you afraid of? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know why this guy hasn't been signed. Let's think about it like this. Plug him in San Francisco's offense right now. Oh, my goodness. They're winning the Super Bowl. And uh, Dare I say that, but I mean... They would be right there. They would be oh right my there. Goodness. Like we saw what they tried to do in the offense they tried to implement with Trey Lance. Oh, a lot man. of zone read stuff. Getting him outside the hashes. Taking shots down the field on early downs out of play action with good field position. Like these are all things that are Lamar Jackson's strengths. Yeah. So to put this guy in a cage and not say that he can't play in all these different offensive schemes and that he's not around late in season. Again, what happened with Brock Purdy? What happened with this 49ers yeah. team? None of their quarterbacks were available late in the season. So how is it any different anywhere else? I think every argument teams are making, owners are making, is he relevant in the grand scheme of things? Because quarterback play is down in the NFL right now. It's funny you say that because I also think about when we look at what does the next, what does the top five list of quarterbacks look like right now in the NFL? It, it feels at this point disrespectful to put anybody in the same conversation or on the same level with Patrick Mahomes. But after Mahomes... You have the Burroughs and the Allens and Hertz and Herbert and, I mean, Rodgers. Is Rodgers a top five quarterback? I guess he kind of has to be. I don't know. I don't even know how to gauge that right now. Yeah, I guess the ones that can be flip-flopped around are guys like Hertz or guys like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert. Lawrence. But other than that, yeah, we know our stapled five. I do think Aaron's in there at five or six, right? If you're going to put Jalen Hurts ahead of Aaron Rodgers right now, you're going to have to argue me. Not just only me, but are you football fans in you're, general? You're right. Now, now, that's a good question. That's a good question because Jalen Hurts, and this is going to be a, a problem for the Eagles as they enter contract negotiations with Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts is a guy that you do have to – it feels like you have to have a certain kind of system around. Like, But that system, with, with Jalen Hurts in that Eagles – like, put Aaron Rodgers on the Eagles, are they getting to the Super Bowl? I think the answer to that is yes. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers has never played an entire season with a defense like the Eagles had this year, except for 2010 when that was that Clay Matthews-led squad and they went and won a Super Bowl. I just like, don't know. I'm not saying you're wrong. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's, and it's a tough argument to even have both ways. But yeah, the, the the question does need to be raised, and we're talking about a guy like Lamar, who are, we're questioning if he can be plugged and played in anybody's system. Same thing to be asked about Jalen Hurts right now. We want we're about to give him, and I say we. I'm not the one paying this man his money. <laughs> sign a check. Philadelphia Eagles are about to pay this man fifty million a year. We know that's looming. Yeah, and there are still questions on if this guy's a system quarterback or not. So so good. So Lamar Jackson is almost screwed at that point. And we're still raising these questions about Jalen Hurts, who was what a field goal away, a holding call away, whatever you would like to call it, from hoisting Lombardi. And he needed to get there to get paid. Lamar Jackson's got a lot more left to do. It's a problem. It's a problem right now. We'll, we'll see how you know what the market will show itself. You know, like the, the good thing about this, we can have these debates about which quarterback is where and who's top five and whatnot. Let the NFL decide it for itself this offseason. We'll figure out what happens with Lamar Jackson. We'll figure out what happens with Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr and even what quarterbacks get drafted in which order this uh, April in Kansas City, by the way. I need to try to book that trip. I need to get out there. So we'll see if we can make that happen as well. Um, Speaking of just sports landscapes changing, the NBA right now, on the hills of the Super Bowl, on the hills of the trade deadline, it looks like a totally different place. You flip on a random NBA game right now, you see all these guys in different jerseys in different cities. You're like, when the hell did – is that is – is that Mikel Bridges' 45 points for the Brooklyn Nets tonight? Like, D'Angelo Russell's back with the Lakers? Is it 2017? Like, the NBA right now is just topsy-turvy. No story bigger than Kevin Durant to the Suns. He had his introductory press conference – Yesterday, and we're going to beg the question of what he really delivered in that. KD said some interesting things there. He was very open and honest. But how do we really feel about Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns? We'll touch on that and more on Ken Levick Alive here on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 1063. NBA All-Star Weekend is is here. It's upon us. And um, I got a tweet here, hilarious tweet, from NBA Back on Twitter. Don't land in Salt Lake City this weekend without checking in. I'm dead serious. Salt Lake City, Utah. It's going to be the hub of NBA All-Star Weekend and I still don't know how to feel about it. I'm sure there's going to be still a lot of people out there, but less less uh, attendance than usual. And we're already seeing NBA players themselves check out on it. So uh, maybe 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 find a better place than Salt Lake City. I get it. The NBA is very democratic. They they give uh, you know All Star Weekend to cities every single year. They spread the love. Indianapolis, Chicago, and whatnot. I think we could have skipped over. Salt Lake City. I, I, that's just me, Stone. I'm not me personally. Do you feel strongly one way or the other? Yeah, see, I have a problem with that because I'm a huge fan of the city of Salt Lake. Right? <laughs> I love the people of Utah. I think they're some of the best people in the world, and I think they're the most deserving of an NBA All Star Weekend. So, <laughs> hate you. I hate that you don't like people of Utah, and I hope the people of Utah are listening right now. <laughs> if you if you are the people of Utah, or you want to speak on their behalf, please let me know what what uh. What's going on out there in Salt Lake City, Utah? Uh, Is joint pain affecting your quality of life? At Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, our team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments 
with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care continues to combine its resources of experienced physicians and leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. It's time for some NBA talk on Ken LaVica Live. It's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. In for Ken LaVica, who's back or coming back from a road trip with the FAU men's basketball team. Still nationally ranked today. Still nationally ranked today, number 25 in the nation. That will change coming forward, but then they'll get a chance to jump back in the rankings. Um, Stone, it's time to talk some NBA, and where better else to start than Kevin Durant, who in a blockbuster trade on trade deadline day, went from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns. This is now his fourth NBA franchise he's played for. He was drafted by the Sonics slash Thunder He asked out of there in free agency and went to the Golden State Warriors. His tenure ran up there. He went to Brooklyn to start his own thing. And four years later, well, we found out he started nothing. We got nothing out of the Brooklyn experience. And our press conference yesterday I thought was pretty revealing. And how about we start off just right there. Him summing up his last four years in Brooklyn I think Kevin Durant was really good about being honest and open and giving us as much as possible in this introductory press conference. He didn't have to do that. He could have played the coy route, but that's not KD. Here he is summing up how the past four years went for him in Brooklyn. It was a lot of ups and downs, but I loved the grind. So, And everybody in Brooklyn loved the grind too. So I built a family over there. They're going to always be a part of my journey. Uh, so... We didn't accomplish what we wanted to accomplish as far as winning the championship, just like I told him, but I enjoyed the grind. And everybody there, we tried our hardest every day, regardless of what was going on in the media, what was going on with our teammates. Everybody who was in that gym, we grinded. So I love those guys. I get emotional to talk about them because that was a special four years of my career, coming off of Achilles, and they helped me through a lot. Kevin Durant, um... Him saying they didn't accomplish what they set out to do is one of the bigger understatements. That Brooklyn Nets four-year span with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden for a portion of it, and Ben Simmons, with Steve Nash, with all of the drama around the vaccine and then through the COVID stuff, like the hiatuses. Like I got to say, in my 29 years going on 30 on this earth, in my 25 or so years of being just, you know, conscious of what's going on in the sports world it's got to be the biggest disappointment I've ever witnessed play out and now it just feels like Kevin Durant's legacy is going to be on the line here with the Phoenix Suns Stone how do you even still before we talk about the Suns KD how do you digest what we just witnessed him do in Brooklyn well I, I love everything that he had to say even in that one small clip and we have plenty more you mentioned he was super open and honest which you know shouts to him because that's not an easy thing to do and it's yeah. not an easy spot to do it in so to call that the biggest failure of his career is hard because if the Suns don't win a championship, this is the Ooh. biggest failure of his career. So it's kind of the riskiest thing it's done and going to Brooklyn in the first place and bringing in guys like Kyrie Irving and James Harden was risky in itself. But 
I just want to give him all the credit for hopping on that introductory press conference and talking about it and even throwing out quotes and phrases like, we didn't set, set out what we accomplished, accomplished to do because we have all the ammo on Kevin Durant. Any yeah. show around the entire country can just let the bullets fly his way and kind of drag his name through the mud, but he's kind of doing it himself, kind of the eight-mile route that we saw B-Rab do, but he lives <laughs> in a trailer park with his mom. Yeah. Like, Kevin Durant's doing that right now. He's saying, we failed. I was a failure. This whole thing did not work. So there's not much for else to say. And I think Kevin Durant beating people to the punch and a lot of the other things he said to say were awesome. But I really respect him for what he said and what he, how he handled himself in that press conference. One word to describe Kevin Durant in his son's press conference. One word. You get one. You can't use a compound sentence. You can't do commas. Semi- I just need one word to describe Kevin Durant in his introductory press conference with the Suns, to me, forthcoming. Kevin Durant was forthcoming. He answered questions that weren't being asked even yet. He get, he peeled back the curtain on how he felt going through some of his situations in Brooklyn, as well as you know later on talking about his hopes for what can happen in Phoenix. Kevin Durant has had one of the weirdest careers, I would have to say, in NBA history as well, just for a guy of that level of talent. Like, think about it. Like, you don't see top 15, 20, top 15, 20 players all time just getting traded at the trade deadline. Like, that's insane. You don't see guys, like, he ruptured his Achilles in the finals and then changed teams. He went to the Golden State Warriors the same offseason right after they were, they came back on his team down 3-1. Like, His story is going to be one that I think people are going to be incredulous to read back on if you didn't live and watch it. And for him to address all of that in the press conference and be really open and honest about it, to me, I would say forthcoming. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. One word to describe Durant in his son's introductory press conference. Um, Also in that press conference, Stone, He mentioned where he stood in the pantheon of greats in the NBA. And again, I I think it was pretty honest of where he kind of put himself. I know it's always, it's pressure because I'm one of the best players to ever play the game. So every time, so, so, so every time I step on the floor, people are going to expect me to do great things and the team I'm on to do great things. But I enjoy getting better as a player every day. I enjoy just waking up and getting to do this. So I don't ever say anything's a failure um, if I get the, if I'm healthy enough to play the game of basketball. But I know what's on our backs, and we understand that, and we want to we want to do the most. We want to get the most out of this opportunity. He wants a championship in Phoenix. A championship in Phoenix will not only help his legacy a lot; it can help cement the back end of Chris Paul's legacy. And also it can make, again, Devin Booker, who's one of the rising superstars in the league right now, kind of put that stamp on him as NBA champion. Stone, when you hear that and you mix that in with how he summed up the Brooklyn Nets tenure, what's one word you would use to describe Kevin Durant's press conference with the Suns? Old school? Does that count as one word? Let's put a hyphen in between them. Old school. That's, we'll, we'll count it. We'll count. It's got the hyphen in between it. It right? does have the hyphen. It is one word. It is one word. Okay, yeah. so old school. So when LeBron broke the scoring record and Shaq asked him on the TNT broadcast, do you feel as if you're the best player on the planet, the best player to ever play this game? And LeBron didn't necessarily answer it. 
And then Shaq kept pressing and kept pressing and kept pressing. And then when they got LeBron James off the interview, Shaq said, I would have been arrogant with it. Yeah. So why I say old school is because, like you mentioned, you're bouncing around city to city. You have no idea what this career is going to look like when it's all said and done. It's been messy, to say the least. But there's still one thing out there that everybody knows. And it's that you're one of the best basketball players to ever play the game. And you can't deny that for a guy like Kevin Durant. So don't hold any of the punches back. Be arrogant about it. Like, be open, honest, confident, all the above. And Kevin Durant did just that. He was smirking. You could kind of hear it in the audio when the crowd was cheering. Yeah. Because he's that guy. Like, he is that guy. And he's coming to a team that is championship ready. Like, they play good defense. They have shooters on the perimeter. Like, they are built to win an NBA championship. And now you just added one of the best players to ever play the sport onto that roster. And you have nothing to lose at this point. Like, they're going to say what they're going to say. You have two finals MVPs. So, old school, because he didn't hold any punches back, that's exactly what a guy like Charles Barkley would have done. It's exactly what a guy like, you know, I mentioned Bill Lambeer. You know, guys who were arrogant and never hold anything back in a press conference. So, again, I've been shouting out Katie the whole time, but shouts to him for for treating that like an old head in the way that saying things that we all want to hear him say. That's true. And and you, you expect nothing less from a guy like Katie right there in a spot like that. And also, I mean, their fourth best player is DeAndre Ayton. Their coach is Monty Williams, who's been on that stage before. That team has expectations of a championship, and so did his teams in Brooklyn. When we come back, I want you to hear him talk about why it didn't work in Brooklyn. You talk about him being an all-time great. He talks about himself being an all-time great. He's on a team with other guys who are potentially future Hall of Famers and Chris Paul and maybe even Devin Booker. You got a number one overall pick and DeAndre Aiden as your fourth best player. The expectations are there. It didn't work out in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant tells you why when we return on Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. I've got a score to settle with with Josh Cohen. I'll be on the home team from 4 to 6 tonight, so stay tapped in with ESPN 1063. I've got a big score to settle with Josh Cohen that should have been addressed yesterday. I'm going to ask Stone how I should address it today. But first, calling all sports fans. Grab your MVP card and head to Duffy's where you can catch all of the action. Don't have an MVP card? Sign up for free and start earning rewards today. Duffy's has voted the best sports grill year after year with their award-winning burgers and wings. Don't forget Duffy's famous two-for-one drinks all day. Two-for-one drinks? I love it. With over 80 TVs in each location, you'll never miss a minute of action. Visit Duffy'sMVP.com to learn more. Duffy's, our game is always on. Stone, I got a big bone to pick with Josh Cohen. And again, I'm I'm all over the airwaves today. We had the Big Teddy takeover on Ken Levicka Live. I'll be on Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina 4-6 to six here on ESPN 106.3. Tonight, I'll be on TV, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I mean, they're, they're getting their money's worth out of me today, Stone. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm overworked. I'm overworked. I'm tired. Mayday, mayday. <laughs> What's the score, though? Here's the score to settle. So, Super Bowl Sunday, midway into the first drive, as the Eagles are rolling down the field about to score a touchdown, Josh Cohen texts me talking about my Chiefs are done. And so I said, no, they're not. And he said, let's bet on it. We ended up betting 
And I won't say how much money. I'm not tacky like that. It's disclosed. We bet an undisclosed amount of money on the winner of that game. Obviously, my money on the Chiefs, his money on the Eagles. The Chiefs won. I have not heard a single word out of Josh Cohen's mouth about paying me my money. I was trying to let him bring it up first, Stone. How do I deliver it to him on the home team today? I will jump him for you. Let's do it. I will jump him for you. So you'll be here at the office during the home team. So should we get him on the way in and not give him a heads up? I can hide in our promo closet with a ski mask on, and you tell him that he needs to go retrieve something from there, and the rest is history. We'll go We'll go in there, and we'll get him. We'll get that money out of him. Josh, come on. <laughs> you owe me some bread, and you didn't bring it up, man. I thought you had integrity. <laughs> He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. Ken Levick will be back on Monday. Thanks for kicking it with us. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. NBA All-Star Weekend is is here. It's upon us. And um, I got a tweet here, hilarious tweet, from NBA Back on Twitter. Don't land in Salt Lake City this weekend without checking in. I'm dead serious. Salt Lake City, Utah. It's going to be the hub of NBA All-Star Weekend. And I still don't know how to feel about it. I'm sure there's going to be still a lot of people out there, but less less uh, attendance than usual. And we're already seeing NBA players themselves check out on it. So uh, maybe 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 find a better place than Salt Lake City. I get it. The NBA is very democratic. They they give uh, you know All-Star Weekend to cities. Every single year, they spread the love. Indianapolis, Chicago, and whatnot. I think we could have skipped over Salt Lake City. I, I, that's just me, Stone. I'm not me personally. Do you feel strongly one way or the other? Yeah, see, I have a problem with that because I'm a huge fan of the city of Salt Lake. Right? I love the people of Utah. I think they're some of the best people in the world, and I think they're the most deserving of an NBA All Star Weekend. So, <laughs> hate you. I hate that you don't like people of Utah, and I hope the people of Utah are listening right now. If you if you are the people of Utah, or you want to speak on their behalf, please let me know what what uh what's going on out there in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, is joint pain affecting your quality of life? At Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, our team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments. With the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care continues to combine its resources of experienced physicians and leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. It's time for some NBA talk on Ken LaVica Live. It's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. In for Ken LaVica, who's back or coming back from a road trip with the FAU men's basketball team. Still nationally ranked today. Still nationally ranked today, number 25 in the nation. That will change coming forward, but then they'll get a chance to jump back in the rankings. Um... Stone, it's time to talk some NBA, and where better else to start than Kevin Durant, who in a blockbuster trade on trade deadline day, went from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns. This is now his fourth NBA franchise he's played for. He was drafted by the Sonics slash Thunder. He asked out of there in free agency and went to the Golden State Warriors. 
His tenure ran up there. He went to Brooklyn to start his own thing. And four years later, well, we found out he started nothing. We got nothing out of the Brooklyn experience. And our press conference yesterday, I thought, was pretty revealing. And how about we start off just right there. Him summing up his last four years in Brooklyn. I think Kevin Durant was really good about being honest and open and giving us as much as possible in this introductory press conference. He didn't have to do that. He could have played the coy route, but that's not KD. Here he is summing up how the past four years went for him in Brooklyn. It was a lot of ups and downs, but I loved the grind. So, and everybody in Brooklyn loved the grind too. So I built a family over there. They're going to always be a part of my journey. Uh, so we didn't accomplish what we wanted to accomplish as far as winning the championship, just like I told him, but I enjoyed the grind. And everybody there, we tried our hardest every day regardless of what was going on in the media, what was going on with our teammates. Everybody who was in that gym, we grinded. So I love those guys. I get emotional to talk about them because that was a special four years of my career coming off of Achilles, and they helped me through a lot. Kevin Durant, um, him saying they didn't accomplish what they set out to do is one of the bigger understatements. That Brooklyn Nets four-year span with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden for a portion of it, and Ben Simmons with Steve Nash with all of the drama around the vaccine and then through the COVID stuff, like the hiatuses, like I got to say in my 29 years going on 30 on this earth and my 25 or so years of being just, you know, conscious of what's going on in the sports world, it's got to be the biggest disappointment I've ever witnessed play out. And now it just feels like Kevin Durant's legacy is going to be on the line here with the Phoenix Suns. Stone, how do you even still, before we talk about the Suns KD, how do you digest what we just witnessed him do in Brooklyn? Well, I, I love everything that he had to say, even in that one small clip, and we have plenty more. You mentioned he was super open and honest, which, you know, shouts to him because that's not an easy thing to do, and it's yeah. not an easy spot to do it in. So to call that the biggest failure of his career is hard because if the Suns don't win a championship, this is the Ooh. biggest failure of his career. So it's kind of the riskiest thing it's done and going to Brooklyn in the first place and bringing in guys like Kyrie Irving and James Harden was risky in itself. But I just want to give him all the credit for hopping on that introductory press conference and talking about it and even throwing out quotes and phrases like we didn't set, set out what we accomplished, accomplished to do because we have all the ammo on Kevin Durant. Any yeah. show around the entire country can just let the bullets fly his way and kind of drag his name through the mud, but he's kind of doing it himself, kind of the eight-mile route that we saw B-Rab do, that he lives in a trailer park with his mom. Yeah. Like, Kevin Durant's doing that right now. He's saying, we failed. I was a failure. This whole thing did not work. So there's not much for else to say, and I think Kevin Durant beating people to the punch, and a lot of the other things he said to say were awesome, but I really respect him for what he said and what he, how he handled himself in that press conference. One word to describe Kevin Durant in his son's press conference. One word. You get one. You can't use a compound sentence. You can't do commas, semi. I just need one word to describe Kevin Durant in his introductory press conference with the Suns. To me, forthcoming. Kevin Durant was forthcoming. He answered questions that weren't being asked even yet. He, get, he peeled back the curtain on how he felt going through some of his situations in Brooklyn, as well as... You know, later on, talking about his hopes for what can happen in Phoenix. Kevin Durant has had one of the weirdest careers, I would have to say. 
in NBA history as well, just for a guy of that level of talent. Like, think about it. Like, you don't see top 15, 20, top 15, 20 players all time just getting traded at the trade deadline. Like, that's insane. You don't see guys, like, he ruptured his Achilles in the finals and then changed teams. He went to the Golden State Warriors the same offseason right after they were, they came back on his team down 3-1. Like, his story is going to be one that I think people are going to be incredulous to read back on if you didn't live and watch it. And for him to address all of that in the press conference and be really open and honest about it, to me, I would say forthcoming. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. One word to describe Durant in his son's introductory press conference. Um, also in that press conference, Stone, he mentioned where he stood in the pantheon of greats in the NBA. And again, I, I think it was pretty honest of where he kind of put himself. I know it's always, it's pressure because I'm one of the best players to ever play the game. So every time... So... So, so every time I step on the floor, people are going to expect me to do great things and the team I'm on to do great things. But I enjoy getting better as a player every day. I enjoy just waking up and getting to do this. So I don't ever say anything's a failure um, if, I get to, if I'm healthy enough to play the game of basketball. But I know what's on our backs and we understand that and we want to, we want to do the most. We want to get the most out of this opportunity. He wants a championship in Phoenix. A championship in Phoenix will not only help his legacy a lot, it can help cement the back end of Chris Paul's legacy. And also it can make, again, Devin Booker, who's one of the rising superstars in the league right now, kind of put that stamp on him as NBA champion. Stone, when you hear that and you mix that in with how he summed up the Brooklyn Nets tenure, what's one word you would use to describe Kevin Durant's press conference with the Suns? Old school? Does that count as one word to put a hyphen in between them? Old school. That's, we'll, we'll count it. We'll count. It's got the hyphen in between it. It right? does have the hyphen. It is one word. It is one word. Okay, yeah. so old school. So when LeBron broke the scoring record and Shaq asked him on the TNT broadcast, do you feel as if you're the best player on the planet, the best player to ever play this game? And LeBron didn't necessarily answer it. And then Shaq kept pressing and kept pressing and kept pressing. And then when they got LeBron James off the interview... Shaq said I would have been arrogant with it. Yeah. So why I say old school is because, like you mentioned, you're bouncing around city to city. You have no idea what this career is going to look like when it's all said and done. It's been messy, to say the least. But there's still one thing out there that everybody knows, and it's that you're one of the best basketball players to ever play the game. And you can't deny that for a guy like Kevin Durant. So don't hold any of the punches back. Be arrogant about it. Like, be open, honest, confident, all the above. And Kevin Durant did just that. He was smirking. You could kind of hear it in the audio when the crowd was cheering. Yeah. Because he's that guy. Like, he is that guy. And he's coming to a team that is championship ready. Like, they play good defense. They have shooters on the perimeter. Like, they are built to win an NBA championship. And now you just added one of the best players to ever play the sport onto that roster. And you have nothing to lose at this point. Yeah. Like, they're going to say what they're going to say. You have two finals MVPs. So, old school, because he didn't hold any punches back, that's exactly what a guy like Charles Barkley would have done. It's exactly what a guy like, you know, I mentioned Bill Lambeer. You know, guys who were arrogant and never hold anything back in a press conference. So, again, I've been shouting out Katie the whole time, but shouts to him for, for treating that like an old head in the way that saying things that we all want to hear him say. That's true. And, and you, 
you expect nothing less from a guy like KD right there in a spot like that. And also, I mean, their fourth best player is DeAndre Ayton. Their coach is Monty Williams, who's been on that stage before. That team has expectations of a championship, and so did his teams in Brooklyn. When we come back, I want you to hear him talk about why it didn't work in Brooklyn. You talk about him being an all-time great. He talks about himself being an all-time great. He's on a team with other guys who are potentially future Hall of Famers and Chris Paul and maybe even Devin Booker. You got a number one overall pick and DeAndre Aiden as your fourth best player. The expectations are there. It didn't work out in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant tells you why when we return on Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I've got a score to settle with with Josh Cohen. I'll be on the home team from 4 to 6 tonight, so stay tapped in with ESPN 106.3. I've got a big score to settle with Josh Cohen that should have been addressed yesterday. I'm going to ask Stone how I should address it today. But first, calling all sports fans. Grab your MVP card and head to Duffy's where you can catch all of the action. Don't have an MVP card? Sign up for free and start earning rewards today. Duffy's has voted the best sports grill year after year with their award-winning burgers and wings. Don't forget Duffy's famous two-for-one drinks all day. Two-for-one drinks? I love it. With over 80 TVs in each location, you'll never miss a minute of action. Visit Duffy'sMVP.com to learn more. Duffy's, our game is always on. Stone, I got a big bone to pick with Josh Cohen. And again, I'm I'm all over the airwaves today. We had the Big Teddy takeover on Ken LaVica Live. I'll be on Josh Cohen in the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina, 4-6 here on ESPN 106.3. Tonight, I'll be on TV, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I mean, they're, they're getting their money's worth out of me today, Stone. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm overworked. I'm overworked. I'm tired. Mayday, mayday. <laughs> What's the score, though? Here's the score to settle. So, Super Bowl Sunday, midway into the first drive, as the Eagles are rolling down the field about to score a touchdown, Josh Cohen texts me talking about my Chiefs are done. And so I said, no, they're not. And he said, let's bet on it. We ended up betting. And I won't say how much money. I'm not tacky like that. It's disclosed. We bet an undisclosed amount of money on the winner of that game. Obviously, my money on the Chiefs, his money on the Eagles. The Chiefs won. I have not heard a single word out of Josh Cohen's mouth about paying me my money. I was trying to let him bring it up first, Stone. How do I deliver it to him on the home team today? I will jump him for you. Let's do it. I will jump him for you. So you'll be here at the office during the home team. So should we get him on the way in and not give him a heads up? I can hide in our promo closet with a ski mask on, and you tell him that he needs to go retrieve something from there, and the rest is history. We'll go We'll go in there, and we'll get him. We'll get that money out of him. Josh, come on. <laughs> you owe me some bread, and you didn't bring it up, man. I thought you had integrity. <laughs> He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. Ken Levick will be back on Monday. Thanks for kicking it with us. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I've got a score to settle with with Josh Cohen. I'll be on the home team from 4 to 6 tonight, so stay tapped in with ESPN 106.3. I've got a big score to settle with Josh Cohen that should have been addressed yesterday. I'm going to ask Stone how I should address it today. But first, calling all sports fans. Grab your MVP card and head to Duffy's where you can catch all of the action. 
Don't have an MVP card? Sign up for free and start earning rewards today. Duffy's has voted the best sports grill year after year with their award-winning burgers and wings. Don't forget Duffy's famous two-for-one drinks all day. Two-for-one drinks? I love it. With over 80 TVs in each location, you'll never miss a minute of action. Visit Duffy'sMVP.com to learn more. Duffy's, our game is always on. Stone, I got a big bone to pick with Josh Cohen. And again, I'm I'm all over the airwaves today. We had the Big Teddy takeover on Ken LaVica Live. I'll be on Josh Cohen in the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Four to six here on ESPN 106.3 tonight. I'll be on TV, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, I mean, they're getting their money's worth out of me today, Stone. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm overworked. I'm overworked. I'm tired. Mayday, mayday. <laughs> What's the score, though? Here's the score to settle. So, Super Bowl Sunday, midway into the first drive, as the Eagles are rolling down the field about to score a touchdown, Josh Cohen texts me talking about my Chiefs are done. And so I said, no, they're not. And he said, let's bet on it. We ended up betting. And I won't say how much money. I'm not tacky like that. It's disclosed. We bet an undisclosed amount of money on the winner of that game. Obviously, my money on the Chiefs, his money on the Eagles. The Chiefs won. I have not heard a single word out of Josh Cohen's mouth about paying me my money. I was trying to let him bring it up first, Stone. How do I deliver it to him on the home team today? I will jump him for you. Let's do it. I will jump him for you. So you'll be here at the office during the home team. So should we get him on the way in and not give him a heads up? I can hide in our promo closet with a ski mask on, and you tell him that he needs to go retrieve something from there, and the rest is history. We'll go go in there, and we'll get him. We'll get that money out of him. Josh, come (laughs) on. You owe me some bread, and you didn't bring it up, man. I thought you had integrity. (laughs) He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. Ken Levick will be back on Monday. Thanks for kicking it with us.